Welcome to the Natural Lifestyles Podcast with your hosts, James Marshall and Liam McRae, where we will be diving deep into the issues of modern masculinity, seduction, dating, lifestyle design, sexuality, psychedelics, you name it. This is the Natural Lifestyles Podcast. I got a question about, it sounds like you're good at setting boundaries uh, or like being clear about, you know, where a woman can fit into your life and what that means in terms of your freedom and, and so on. What's your strategy for... I mean, I'm sure your girl is awesome and probably more reasonable than others, but <laughs> so, you know, giving credit to her for what, what's, what she's due. But in terms of how do you go about creating boundaries or stating what you will and won't do? Because, you know, like it can be common that you'll need to do something or not do something that the girl wants or doesn't want. And she's going to feel annoyed or angry or upset or whatever, because you're not doing the thing she thinks she wants, Yeah. but you're actually doing the thing that you know that you and her both need in order for the relationship to be strong. Right. So whether that means yeah. telling her no, or that you're going to go and do this thing, or she's being unreasonable or, you know, dealing with a tantrum or whatever else, like what are some of the ways that you manage your woman in, the, in the global question. sense, Great maybe as, as well as specifically? Because boundaries is a big thing that men don't understand, or they don't know how to, to, to approach and they think it's controlling or dominance or getting angry. All the greats in history, all the great guys who had women that adored them, that had devotion to them to the day they died, had strong boundaries. Thus far shalt thou go and no further. I can tell you a quick story of a guy I knew, a guy I still know, mm-hmm. such a great guy. And he had many women. He had many women in his life. And he had this girl that he really loved. He was dating her. And he told me, Zan, I really love this girl. And she was hot. And he was really connected to her. And he brought her to Bucharest. And a good girl, but maybe I shouldn't tell so many details. But anyway, he went and brought her to Istanbul. And anyway, he brought her here and later in, in whatever, in the relationship, he told her, like, she was doing cocaine. She, somebody came to a party at his place. He had always had parties at that. Somebody brought cocaine and she did cocaine. And he said, why would you do that? Don't ever touch that again. If you ever touch it again, I'll break up with you. Right? Don't ever do it again in my presence or ever again. A year later or so, she did it again, and he found out. And I talked to him later and said, so um, what's happening? I broke up with her. Okay, but man, you love this girl. You were going to marry her. You, that was your heart's dream. It was your desire of your life. I know, but she, she broke our promise. She broke our – and I said, well, okay. I'm thinking, okay, so you're going to like give, punish her for a while and then like you know maybe bring her back. So he, and he goes, no, I will never, 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 never be with her again. She broke something that hurt my heart. I will not do it again. And he loved her. I thought about that. And I thought, you know, that conviction, conviction is the word that men need to understand because we'll have conviction with girls. We're not really attracted. We don't do that. I don't like it. But a girl that's quote unquote out of her league, or we really want to try to land this super girl. We will mm, compromise a little bit. Okay. Well, and the greats in history never did. They said, no, don't do it. And how you do it is it's not stomping around. Hey, my way or the highway. It's none of that. It's mm. like, listen, my dear, I adore you. I love you with all my heart. You're my girl. You understand? But don't cross this line. Don't do it again. Don't ever do it again. That's what I demand. I want this. You know, the way I wrote it in my book, is like it's a father figure energy that women are, women will act out and, and make you jealous and do all kinds of stupid stuff that women do, right? They, just to, to look and see what your reaction would be. Like the little girl looking at her father, uh-huh, like this. And the father says, listen, sweetie, I love you. Don't do it again. And if you don't have that energy, that father figure energy to, to your woman in those times when she's, when it's called for, 
then you're just a nice needy little boy guy to her. And she's like, she can do whatever she wants. So you understand, yeah. right? It's like, it's like that you have mm. to, and it's not, it's not a stomping around, throwing things against the wall. Fuck you, bitch. That kind of stuff. It's not that energy. It's like, listen, do not cry. My baby, give me a kiss here, here and here, kiss me here. And then kiss me here and don't do it again. Do not mm. ever do this again. And, and when they hear that energy, they're like, oh, I'll better shut up because daddy told me not to do it. So that's, that's hundred percent the way it needs to be. That's how you yeah, said about it. And of course, I guess you, there needs to be some, well, I, I would say the first thing a man needs to re- think about is, are my boundaries reasonable? Like I, 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 I do true. try and check in with that because I know that I'm not a reasonable human being because I'm a human being. And I know, <laughs> I know that there's certain things where I'm like, my need to control this person actually or, or, make, or make them do or not do something yeah. is actually a bit based out of fear. Right. Whereas, or as opposed to something that is like really deep and clear in my integrity, I can think of one example when I was with my ex-wife 10 years ago or so now, and we've been dating for I don't know, a year, she moved to Australia and she's met a bunch of my friends and a bunch of my friends were strippers at the time, ex-girlfriends and so on. And she told me when like, Jamie, I think it will be fun to be a stripper. And I said, and I said, listen, Olya, this is really important to me. I've several of my previous girlfriends worked as strippers. And I did not like it. I did not like having mm. girls come home at five in the morning, smelling <laughs> cigarettes, showing their bodies to other dudes. I'm a very open-minded person. I don't yeah. judge, you know, women for, for using their, their resources and so on. But with me, that is not going to work. So, and I understand like if that's something you want to pursue because it's like exciting and you want to explore something different or whatever, that's all good. But I will not be there with you if you do that. Right. And she just like, and she's a very strong woman. And she just immediately said, okay, I won't do that. <laughs> it was just like, she was like, this is something I might be curious. Because you said it was conviction. You said yeah. it, you, you, as conviction as a man that's standing on this earth, don't do it. Women mm. will respond to that energy. It's beautiful what you mm-hmm. did. Yeah. And men are afraid and, to do that because they're afraid to lose this hot girl. Right. Because the, because the, or they won't and they'll walk and good. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, then you know yeah. that, okay, good. This is, this is an area where our values cannot align. Is it something that's worth compromising over? Yeah. No. Is it something that really, you know, affects my self-worth and so on? Then, then you have to stick to it. And being like, that's, you know, one of the, many, many advantages of being a man in abundance is that you don't have to put up with a shitty job, a shitty boss, a shitty girlfriend. It's like, okay, cool. Our values don't align here. Then we should part. Or we can downgrade the relationship to something else where it's like, okay, cool. We have a casual thing where we literally have no controls over each other. And that's, that can be, you know, negotiated as well. Yeah. That's a good point. Cause my friend is still good friends with that girl that he was in love with, Mm -hmm. but he's good friends with her. He helps make sure she's okay. And he's, he's not a bad guy, you know? But he's, he'll never be with her again in a relationship. Interesting. Right. Huh? Wow. Yeah. 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 I know I personally would have let the coke slide if, if I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, you know, different, different values for different people. Stephen says, anyone else getting goosebumps at this idea of conviction? Oh, it's, it's igniting something inside him. It's what you need, guys. I promise you, if you can reclaim that energy in your heart and your soul, you know, I'll tell you another quick story. There's something to be me since I was a kid, maybe because I grew up poor with, with, you know, I had five brothers and sisters. My mom was a single mom and we were judged because we were poor, right? People would look down at us like, Pfft. and so the thing that bothers me the most in this world is to be judgmental. So if a woman goes, oh, I don't like that girl. What the f- how can you say that? You don't know her. You just, I don't like that. And that I can't handle it's in my presence. You know, I can't deal with it. So here's a story. I was in Bucharest about, I don't know, eight, eight years ago. I was with Deanna. I just started seeing her. We had a bunch of people over at my house, as we do, and we were sitting in the kitchen, and I was sitting with, leaning back in the chair with Deanna, and the week before, 
we had met, or yeah, a week before, we met this girl in a bar. We started talking to this girl and she's like this petite young girl, pretty girl, and she was a stripper, okay? And we, and we said, well, listen, you know, it's nice to meet you. We had a nice talk with her. So we always have people in our house come over, give her the address. Of it. She came that night and she didn't know anybody, right? This young stripper comes over. I'm sitting with Deanna and somebody rings the bell and she comes in into the, where we're sitting on the couch and there's like eight, nine, ten people around, right? And she comes in and she's sweet. She's kind to everybody. She's, she's shaking hands and she's smiling and she's like, she's nervous to be there, right? She comes. She's a good girl. She's sweet and sincere, okay? And she comes and she sits across from me and Deanna and we're happy. She says, hey, come sit. Her name is Andrea. Andrea, listen, this is so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so. And the girl she was sitting by was the girlfriend of the guy who's a, a good friend of mine. He was sitting over here on my left, and she was sitting across from me. And it was known, or I don't know, somebody brought it on the conversation that this girl was a dancer, okay? And it was like, okay. And this girl sitting beside her, straight across me, here's the Andrea on my left. This girl's here, and this girl's a hairdresser, my buddy's girlfriend. Andrea gets up to go to the bathroom. She goes takes off. She says, I'm going to go to the bathroom. And we're sitting here. And I saw this girl sitting across me, the hairdresser, go roll her eyes like this. I say, hey, hey, hey. I'm sitting with Deanna here like this. What, what's that? Well, that girl. What about that girl? Well, she's a stripper. I said, what did you just say? I don't like that girl. She's a stripper. I said, what the fuck you just say in my house, you crazy ass girl? Is her boyfriend sitting right there. The only thing gets me ever exercised is, is, is this, eh? And she said, well, I don't, and I said, listen, listen to me. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you only once. This was kind of the conviction I'm talking about, right? Don't ever, ever, ever say that about that girl again in my presence, ever, ever. If you say it, if, if you're not nice to her, when she's going to come back here in two minutes, if you're not sweet to her, you'd be sweet. Because she was sweet to you, because she was very sincerely sweet to you. She reached out right. to you and asked you about your job, and she's kind to you. And if you're not sweet to her, I will kick you out of this house in the moment I see it. And I'll kick him out too if he doesn't like it. Your boyfriend here. And he's sitting there like, I'll kick you both out. <laughs> but I'll kick you out for sure. You will not be in my house. Don't do it. When she comes back, be sweet, okay? You promise? Tell me. She's like, mm. And she came back. The girl came back. And, she, and the girl was sweet to her. That's how I want it to be. That's when I mm -hmm. talk about conviction. I think of these things. I don't, I don't want judgmentalism. I don't want that. I don't want that feeling. I don't want you to feel like, uh. And I'm not going to control your emotions or say something. No, you just, in, in my presence, be this. Because that's what I want. If you don't want it, then go. Right? That's how I feel. It's really powerful. And in, and in some ways, it's so much easier than everything, than every other option. Right? It's like, yeah. I can't be fucked trying to diplomatically work. Or, or you know, guys say, how do, you handle, how do you handle a bitch shield when you run into it? A bitch shield. A girl's like, uh, we're talking here. Why would you want to... Go where your energy is blocked. It's like riding a bicycle with the brakes on. Why would I try and guys say, well, use humor to break through the bit shield or do she just disqualified herself from, from any kind of girl. I wouldn't want to be like my girlfriend. If you came up to her in a bar, said, come up and said, Hey, she would be sweet. She'd be nice. And why would I mm -hmm. want to be with a girl who's being bitchy to men for, for sport or just being artificially bitchy. I don't want, I don't want the girl. See ya done. Mm. So. Yes. Yeah. And like, I sometimes understand it as like a, um, an arms race in some sense. It's like, you know, when I, I mean, look, I, I haven't been in a club, a club club for some years now. I, I retired from that. I, I would find that, that, you know, when I, I did a lot of cold approaching in bars and I would get that 
And I worked on all sorts of different ways to try and get around it. And the one that I just came up with in the end was when girls would do that, I said, listen, you don't have to do that with me. I get it. Oh, get it. Good man. I know That's what you're doing, perfect. But I'm not here to do that. We can, we can have like a, a real conversation or I can leave. You know, See, so that's like, conviction, man. That's great, James. Mm-hmm. I promise you, if guys would just adopt that kind of spirit, listen, that's fantastic. Really good. Because mm. it's not dismissive. It's not like, mm. you know, it's not, uh, and it's not needy. It's not sucky. It's like saying, listen, I speak truth. I see things in life. I've had experience in life. And I'm going to say something to you. I'm going to say something to you. Right? Incredible. Doesn't, it's a great, doesn't happen often to, to women. No, anyway. You were, so, you, you were saying there's a great, go on. There's a it? great scene in a movie. I can't remember what movie it is, but Andy Warhol goes up to this model. Andy Warhol, right? The actor, or the, the, well, the guy act, well, look it up, guys. It's a movie about Andy Warhol and this, this model. And she comes. Uh, I know who you're talking about. Guy Pierce played. Guy Pierce. Guy Pierce is paying, right? Yes. And it's great. Look at the, look at the, what he does. I mean, this is an actor portraying Andy Warhol, but this model comes in who's been hot her whole life and, and fawned over by all men all her life. He walks up to her. She comes into his space and he walks up to her and he looks straight in her eyes like this. He goes, and closer, he says, look, he's, and he says this, wow, you're a real beauty. Conviction. Mm-hmm. It's not a compliment. It's conviction. Mm-hmm. And this is what we're missing. I'm going to speak my truth. You can do whatever you want with it. You can turn around and walk away. You can tell me I'm not interested. doesn't matter. It doesn't change what I just said. You're a real beauty. To me, you're a real beauty. And that's what's missing, that sense of conviction. Incredible, man. Marco makes a, a cool comment and question. So he said, wow, these words give me so much relief in a way. And they do. They are relieving. It's, yeah. It makes life simpler and you can actually just speak your truth. I feel like I need to connect to myself first before I get to reclaim my conviction. Is there a way how to do this? What are your thoughts on that? Because my, my thoughts on that is that I don't think there's any first. I don't think there's like, you know, you do one thing no. first. And, and, and pr- like, because the idea is there, what I'm preparing myself and my armor and my, you know, my conviction or whatever it is. And then I can go out to battle with it. I I found that I developed this stuff in the fray, you know, but whilst fucking it up, whilst finding myself in an argument with a girlfriend and realizing that I'd lost the power or, you know, watching my, my friends go through relationships and so on. Like, it's like being actually out in it, throwing yourself into it. And it's the same with confidence or charisma or any of these kind of X factor things that make you, you know, stand out is like, those things are not, developed in isolation they're not developed in private they're not developed in a lab no you know they're developed whilst going out and doing this trial and error whilst also being able to step back objectively and go okay take the me out of it what what happened here you know why did those results not go well why does this woman clearly not respect me why did those people reject me and so on what are your thoughts mm-hmm. on that in terms of connecting to yourself like your let's say your own kind of internal autonomy and then being able well, to project yeah. that out into the world as well. I can answer that because you might think, well, I don't have a lot of confidence or I don't have a lot of experience. I get that. I understand. Or I'm nervous. That's okay too. But if you speak these things to women, you'd be shocked at your response. If you said, listen, if you said, listen, I was over there with my buddy James and I had to come talk to you and I'm very nervous. I don't know, I'm, I don't know what to say next, but I'm here in front of you because there's something about you. So you don't have to have it figured out. You just have to have this conviction that you want to figure it out. That's the secret. Mm-hmm. You know, if women ask you what, you, what do you do? Which is the common like evaluation question. Answer this for fun, because it's fun. You say, you know what? You know what I do? I'm a student of life. That's what I do. I'm trying to, I, which means you can forgive yourself everything. If you're a student of life and you go talk to girls and they reject you, quote unquote, and say, take off. Eh, I'm a student of life. I'm, I'm doing my best. Are you sincere? 
Is your heart, is your heart good? Did you really want to go and say nice things to those girls? Did you really want them to respond something nice to you? If that's true, if that's, if that's the truth, that's, you can have conviction around that. I, I wanted this. She was being mean, whatever, right? But it doesn't affect the fact that you are a student of life. You're sincere in your efforts and you want to know. You want to learn. So mm. you cannot fail. You can't be rejected. Nobody can say, you're not a student of life, James. No, I don't believe you. Yes, I am. No one can reject mm-hmm. it. No one can stop it and say, well, I'm trying this. And it's so, so you have this conviction you can have if you don't have a lot of experience or you're a virgin or any of this kind of stuff. You can still have conviction to know that I want to know. I have conviction around that. That gives you boundaries. That gives you talking points. It gives you everything. If you have that feeling that, that um, at least I want to know and at least I'm trying. At least I'm doing my damnedest to figure it out. You know. So no one can take that away from you. That's the point. Totally. And the only thing that's the only thing that really stands in the way of that is fear of foolishness. You know, it's, it's just, just, just the little ego yeah. that that's stands in the way going, ah, but if you can step outside, then you may be hurt or, or you get hurt or, or, or rejected. Or yeah. Or teased. Yeah. Since yeah. you were a little boy, you had Which, the same and, thing. And yeah. And it's, it's, it's funny that it's such a, such a difficult thing for so many people. And I know for myself too, to get over that, to get through it. And then once you do get through it, it's such a, like it's like waking up from a dream or something, just realizing, wow, it really does not fucking matter what any at all individual thinks about me or no. what one of my actions. Or what you say and break massively break any laws. I think this is the, this is a good segue to this question from Don. For both James and Zan, in all your life experience, if you had to, I, there's always, they always get these questions like, "What's the one thing?" Uh, I, <laughs> I won't answer with a one thing, but we'll. I might say a few. What would you say is the single biggest, single biggest piece of wisdom you could pass on to a 23-year-old with passion, dreams? Is this a, ma- a male 23-year-old, I think? Uh, passions, dreams, aspirations, and visions to live uh, a full and incredible life. What would you pass on to your younger self? So, yes, I mean, I don't know if I ask you one thing. I, I, I don't, I couldn't oh, that's a thing. really good question. If I had to say one thing to somebody and I could never see him again, for instance, right? You know what I would say to I a 23-year-old? It, Go ahead. You first. Yeah. All right. Well, I think if I was telling my 23 year old self, uh, one piece of advice, it would, I think it would simply be, you're on the right track. It's like, and, and most of the things that you're going to worry about won't, you don't need to. It's like, right. Right. You see it now, right. The vast majority, like think about the the hours and hours that you and everyone, me and everyone has spent furrowed brow worrying about something that then a year later is completely irrelevant. Yeah. So I think, yeah, the, the, the like stress and worry of like, will this work? Will I make it? Am I good enough? In some ways, those like those questions are there as like a shadow following. I mean, they have been for me, like kind of following me in the background, which kind of give me a push and an impetus. But at the same time, yeah, as with time and age, I just realized how little so much, so many things did actually matter. And how much and, they matter? Yeah, yeah. What do I say to my 23 year old self? It's like, yeah, keep exploring. You're on the right track. Cause I've got lots of, I've got regrets, but I don't, I don't have any main regret. I, I, I'm glad with the way that I explored the world. Sure. I would have done some things differently or sped some things up or whatever, but yeah, that would be, and start talking to girls as soon as possible. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So to, to realize that's not a big deal. Yeah. Or would exactly. you say anything to your 23 year old self? hundred percent. Regret is a sin. You should never have regret. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. we're all student. Nobody figured out life. Nobody in history figured out life. And we're just like, we're scrambling through it, trying to do the right thing, trying to do some, get somebody to love us and be loved, you know, and to, and to love somebody. So don't have regrets on your path. Never. 
But to my 23-year-old self, there's, I think what I would say is, man, don't dishonor what you have at 23 years old. Don't dishonor that. Don't disrespect yourself and don't knock yourself down. Mm. You have this 23-year-old youthful vitality, this body, mm. this beauty in you that's going to go away someday, you know? Mm-hmm. Don't dishonor this, what you've been given, you know, this, this gift of vitality and you'll hear girls say, well, I don't feel pretty or I'm, I feel fat. And I'm thinking, are you, are you insane? Your body's perfect. And they don't like their, their, their legs or they don't like their nose or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, my God, girl, if you could see yourself, you, you're such a beauty. And so don't, because in 10 years, five years now, you're going to wish you had this body again. Mm-hmm. You're going to wish you had you it again. Think- I tell that to women all the time. It's like, oh, I feel bloated and fat. Listen, my dear, in five years, in 10 years, you're going to wish you had this body here right now. This one mm-hmm. I'm looking at this one. You're going to wish you had it again. So don't disrespect your youthful beauty. You're 23. You're 23 years That's old. It's really powerful. Oh, incredible. Yeah. It's going to go away. That vitality that you desired to, to bend the world over as a young man is going to go away someday. Honor it while you have it. Honor your youthful body, your mind, your clarity of mind, your, your excitement for the future, your desire to have a good career. Your desire to learn something, your desire to get a good girl, and honor that because it's going to go away someday. So sit in that energy. My goodness, man. Incredible. It's powerful. Youth is wasted on the young, as they say. Mm-hmm. It's, right. it, it's a really important point, too, because I think for a man, it can, be, it can be easy to think that you don't count until you finally made it. Right. And like, and like everything yeah, else to that true. point of, of mythically making it, it's like the, the struggle, the youthful exuberance, the failures, the like, I don't know what I'm doing with myself, the I'm trying to figure it out, that none of that counts until you finally got the whatever markers of success. And, and then, you get to be a, yeah. then you get to be a man and then you get the rewards. It's like each age of life. My ex-wife told me that actually she was, we were talking about aging and she says each, each age is beautiful if you wear it well. Nice mm. Ukrainian statement. Um, <laughs> each age is beautiful if you wear it well. Perfect. Uh, and, it's, and it's true. It's like, you know, I, I think about myself as a, I, I've been looking at old photos of stuff and, you know, seeing myself at like 20 and stuff. I'm like, wow, wow what huh? a cherub. Look at that. Exactly. Cute, How, what did, what pretty, did you have, man? You know, boy. pretty a cool guy. If you only knew it yeah. then, right? If you only knew how, yeah, how was cool like, you were. Yeah. Incredible, huh? Yeah. Instead of and wearing I was, you know, I was a real, I, I was suck. a seeker, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's that. I think what we've just said there to the, any of you guys in the twenties here, this, this is like really game changing stuff from a, from a philosophical perspective to, to, to like, as you're saying, honor your age, honor yourself, honor the, the, what the experience of life that you're having right now is. And then, and then that's a, that's an awesome, that. that's an incredible habit to just have throughout your life as well. Right. So like yeah. the, it's about immersion. It's about presence. It's about, actually living in the reality of your moment as opposed to some, you know, potential someday. Yeah. Cool stuff. Very good. You know, and, right. and you have that perspective all your life. Like you said, that's what keeps you young. This idea, you know, I, I have my health. I have like, I'm, I'm living in the cities of the world. I'm in Eastern Europe, which I love, you know? So I have a lot of reflection around that. I'm thinking, I, cause I grew up in the North, you know, my biggest desire when I was 16, 17 years old, because that's all I saw in the forest of, in a small town with 800 people in it. I wanted to get a pickup truck because that's cool. Guys all had pickup trucks. I thought, mm-hmm. and 
I think it was my only ambition. <laughs> I think it was it. I was like, I'm going to get like a, like a pickup truck so I can drive down the main street of this 800 person town and look cool. Incredible, man. Oh, uh, well, it's, it's funny. But yes, when you, yeah, but you got to start somewhere, right? Like that, that was, that was the, that was the original dream. And then you get the pickup truck and you drive out of town. You go, Oh, hang on. <laughs> There's a go. lot more out there. I never, I never even got a driver's license. So I didn't get as far as the, as the pickup truck ever. All right. Well, what do you think? You want to answer a couple more? There's a couple more. I don't answer short, but I'll try. Well, there's a quick fun one by Ratnam who always asks fun questions. What made you don the Zorro outfit? Were you getting Oh, that's a good case? question. When I was a kid, man, I had long hair. I was, a, I was, a, I, I fancied myself to be Tarzan because I had a Tarzan book. I've read a book about Tarzan. I would climb trees and long hair and stuff. You know, and when I went into the corporate world, well, you guys can look at my story in another place, but I went into the corporate world and I was short hair with a suit. There's a picture of me sitting in this, in this boardroom and it's like Japanese businessmen down this side of the boardroom and Americans and Canadians. And I'm sitting on the end like this. I, sh- I could share with you guys. A world uh, away. Yeah. Yeah. With a, with a tie on sitting in the boardroom thinking, what am I doing here? Why, you know, what we're talking <laughs> about in this boardroom, I'm leading the meeting and I'm thinking, Everything we're talking about here, I care not about at all. I'm here for a paycheck. That's it. So that I can have the illusion on the weekends of this lifestyle I want. So I was a long-haired kid growing up in the forest. I went to the corporate world all clean-shaven. If you look at some of my early YouTube videos, <laughs> I'm like walking around on stage talking. I'm like clean-shaven, cut like this. Look like I'm I remember you had like you, you had a bit of a bob at one point or almost yeah. an undercut. That was the first video I saw of you. I remember that. Well, this is a coronavirus that's, that's problem. Shared. This is coronavirus problem. Oh, that's, like, what? That's here. Here. But uh, I'm getting a haircut on Tuesday, I found out. So, but anyway, there's something in me has still got that wild streak of just like, I don't want to be clean cut for you girls. I want to like, I want to have this. I don't know. There's something that's natural to me since I was a little kid is this kid crawling through the trees in the forest, you know, and there's something about that. Well, you have the same thing. You've got long hair and a beard, you know, and it's like, mm-hmm. there's something about it that just actually, I don't know why it's, it's, it's not something I cultivated. I didn't look, make, do a certain look, but it's very much natural to the spirit I feel, which is like going to see, you know, I'm going to see, I have to, you know, you have to like yeah, let you, yourself go. You've always put put forward like a kind of archetype, haven't you? Like it's like, I mean, ever since I was aware of you, it was yeah, there was a clear, yeah, there was a clear um, impression of you as an adventurer, as a as a swashbuckler, as a yeah, as a as a lover. And I I, th- I think I've I've put on that as well, like and tried it on as as a, as an archetypal kind of suit or or a reference point that gave some kind of continuity or meaning to my journey. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm, I'm, um, I'm, it's an archetype. Look up Carl Jung and all the, the, the idea of the archetype is incredible. I think it's, it's real. It comes from something ancestral, something ancient, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, I'm, I'm a very much a, a man's man. I like, I like women. I adore women, right? And yet there's something about me that has to have a flowing energy at the same time, you know? So, like, I mean, I wear, I wear women's jewelry. Look. Those are, you can't get good bracelets for men, so I buy women's ones, right? Mm, nice. And it... And there's something about the, the energy of, I don't know, I guess I'm just a, if I, if I can't naturally express myself in it, it's a good question. I don't know how to answer it, but, and it's I'm not, you're a sex pirate. Yeah. There you go. There you go. 
Yeah, because there's nothing in me is trying to affect a certain image. It's just like it feels like this is a natural ex- experience of, and I don't care what people think about me. I do not. I'm, you, you look at my Facebook or my Instagram. I I post things very little. I people post on my own Facebook wall. I never post on my Facebook wall. You know, because I'm not this mm. guy that's going to show. There's something about me that um, I don't know. That's a good question. How do they deal with you? How do they deal with you in Bucharest? Because I know what they dress like there. They all, they all oh, yeah. have buzz cuts and, and tracksuits. Oh, I tell you, the Romanian guys look at me like this, huh? Who's this random dude? But I don't <laughs> yeah. care. I, I just, just, I'm I honestly. Just, I'm just part of the conquering army that's yeah. snuck in the, across the border and taking your women. Thank you very much. I don't care. We, we, I'm going to get my hair cut because this is too long for me. But I, it's not something I affected or something I tried to construct. You know, it's just like I, mm. I, like, uh, I like scarves, for instance. I like to wear a scarf. So I have lots of, I have like, and you see how many hats I got, I've got 15 hats up there right now and I've got great hats, you know, cause I, I wear hats. Deanna will never let me wear hats where she doesn't want me to because well, your hair is nice, leave your hair. But I want to wear a hat, you know, it's cool. Right. Cause I grew mm-hmm. up watching cowboy Westerns and you know, uh, you know, the Westerns and the pirates and stuff. And I want to, I want to wear a cool hat, but like, what hell not? Yeah, all, anyway. we can be our own cosmic sex good question. pirate cowboys. It's a good question. Does the appearance is an outflow of your philosophy or do you create the appearance to match? The, I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting. Good question, man. Some people asking, you know, how do they find you? What's your channel? Where do they? I'm easy to find touch with you. Look up yeah. Zanperion on any of the social media or Zanperion.com or arzamarada.com and arzamarada TV, I think is our YouTube channel. I'm on it. I'm easy to find Arzamarata. I can spell A-R-S-A-M-O-R-A-T-A. Find me. I'm easy to find, but um, yeah, I want to create this channel just to explore the lives of the artists, which is what I think you, I think you're doing, James. You're being, you're an artistic expression of what you're trying to create. It's not just some like a, a, a property you bought. It's not a house you're no, living in, renovating a, a house. Not just a utility, no. No, it's you're creating, a, no, you, want to create a, you want to create a... You mythological know, space. A mythological, and that's fascinating as hell to me. You have no idea. So there you go. And I don't even know what it's going to be used for. That's what's exciting about it. I don't know why I'm doing it, but it's, I know that will become yeah. apparent to me at some point. So good. Hell yeah. Awesome. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Zan. Thanks, guys. Uh, it's fantastic to have you on. Really appreciate it. And um, we still need to catch up and I'm going to come visit you or you visit me. So yeah, I'll, I'll pop into Bucharest or please come and join me on the farm. And, uh, Perfect. And I've, I, I've, I've, I've would, got, you know what? I've got love so much olive oil for you. I really want to come see your farm and see what you're trying to like fight for. It's something you're trying to fight for. I love that, man. That's cool. Adios, gentlemen. Peace. Thanks, James. Thanks so much for listening to the Natural Lifestyles Podcast. Check us out on YouTube at The Natural TV. See you on the next episode.